Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Larry Bellotta. Larry is an expert in marriage and especially in what to do when things seem to be on the rocks. Larry, welcome to the show today. Great to, great to be here, Paul. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here. You're coming from your own experience on this, aren't you? Yes. Uh, yeah. It, uh, the, the idea that uh, pain creates motivation, which creates learning. Uh, is kind of what all all my whole process is built on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked you before the show, or Larry, you shared with me that you're coming from. I think the the specific quote was twenty seven years of hell. Yes, twenty seven years of hell, which is a powerful teacher. It's a it's an expensive tuition uh, for the schooling that you've received. Share with us and and with the listeners where you're coming from on that. So um, I married Marsha in uh, when they elect when they impeached Nixon. I married Marsha. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. And I went through twenty seven years of hell with Marsha, and then came out of this hell when they elected the second Bush. And so that was my that was my learning process right there. And oh, so wow. what made the learning process was uh, very simple. Marsha was programmed in a home uh, where uh, she was programmed with one set of values. I was programmed in an opposite set of values. And when she she's a very strong-willed woman, and so what she was doing for 27 years is trying to rip my programming out of me by force, and that's what created the pain. And uh, uh, it just took me many years to even learn that to be able to say that. <laughs> so, so that's what actually created the 27 years of hell. She was trying to rip my programming out of me by force, and uh, we were both programmed to stay married and stay miserable, which is what each of our our childhoods were. Our parents were married and miserable people. And so we were programmed to stay married and stay miserable. So we couldn't escape each other. We had oh. to stay. <laughs> and so what the job was, I, I had I had to learn from the pain. And so she provided the motivation to keep me wanting to learn. And uh, as long as she kept up that pain, I kept the learning process. And so that's uh, that's what I do today. I, I teach people how to take completely destroyed marriages where there's only one person that remains. And I teach that person, how do you uh, restore yourself first, and then, through energy, attract back the heart of the person you lost? Wow. Fascinating. And there's some principles that support that. I'm thinking, as you introduce this, Larry, that marriage is quite an adventure. Yeah, it's it's an adventure, but it's a perfect learning place. Like, what creates pain? Well, financial problems create pain. Health problems create pain, and relationships create pain, right? Uh-huh. And of those, uh, one of the greatest, most versatile learning methods is to be in a painful relationship. And so that's really what my story is. Wow. So two totally different people come together, unsuspecting, I might add. <laughs> Absolutely. Of all of the challenges and difficulties that might happen, they've just fallen in love, right? And so they... <laughs> 
they forge ahead with this marriage relationship, and then inevitably, as you've described, the pain sets in. Yes, and uh, and this brings us to principle one, which is the chaos kid. What, okay. Let me let me start with what what is not a chaos kid. Uh, when you're not a chaos kid, you're born into a home where mom and dad lo- and love and enjoy each other. Number one, number two, uh, they make you feel important and valuable. And they teach you uh, principles of how to live your life from very early on, like three, five, eight years old, 10 years old. They teach teach during that time because they're purpose parents. They're parents who are together for a purpose. And so they're teaching that purpose to their children. And so that's the, that's the, the, the purpose home. And then on the opposite end of the scale is the chaos home. And that's a chaos home where the people who married and produced you, their child, did not ever solve their childhood problems. And so all of their abandonment, all of their abuse, and all of their neglect, whatever mix it was, is now in them, and now they pour that on you. And so now you have abandonment, abuse, and neglect, and you now are programmed with that, and that's what you're going to live your life on. And that creates what I call a chaos kid. So that's what a chaos kid is not grows up in a home with mom and dad, enjoy each other, and they make you feel important and valuable. And a chaos kid is none of that. It's abandonment, abuse, and neglect. Ah. Which... So I, I, de- I, I developed, Paul, a, a scale called the chaos to purpose scale, and it helps illustrate the, the steps on the scale. And, uh, and so if uh, people go to your blog, uh, they'll be able to get that chaos to purpose scale so they can actually see what I'm talking about. Yes, we'll include a link to that in the description for the show. You're, you're suggesting then, Larry, that this chaos kids principle um, sort of sets us up, really, for what's coming in our future relationships. Yes. Um, and, and as you say that, Paul, <laughs> it sets us up to what's coming. Um, people in regarding love, people do not want to know the future. They don't literally want to know. Uh, they really would rather not know. Uh, and because I, I've, I've done over 1,600 interviews with people in troubled marriages, and I have seen the pattern. I am absolutely convinced uh, of the chaos kid pattern. So when you marry a chaos kid, it's as if you married a person with a bottle of nitroglycerin floating inside their chest. And when you bring your values to, to that person, you, in, in essence, shake the bottle up. Ooh. And you don't even realize you're shaking the nitroglycerin. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so what happens is uh, when the chaos kids, when they marry, uh, what's happening is whatever their chaos is, whatever their mix is, depending on where they were raised on the scale, uh, something bad is going to happen. And, uh, and, and as I say that, um, the, most, the, the point where it happens is between 35 and 45 years old. That's the classic uh, big power place where all that hell breaks loose, mm. between 35 and 45. And the reason that is is because when you grow up, you're 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 becoming you're you're really yourself between uh, twenty and and thirty. That's the peak of your life force. And as your life force starts to decrease in your thirties, it starts to really weaken at thirty five years old. And so you don't have that that twenties life force in you when you when you reach thirty five. And so your life force is starting to weaken, and this dark, ugly, dark chaos energy starts to strengthen and push for expression. And that's happening in your marriage. And by that time, you've produced some children, so then you can now mess them up. And so your chaos starts to come out and be expressed. 
And so <laughs> that's that's the, the <laughs> there's thousands of stories about uh, how that works. But nobody sees this coming. Nobody actually wants to learn it. But when the two chaos kids marry, their chaos is going to now mix. And between 35 and 45 is when the explosion is going to take place. But, of course, who wants to hear that, right? Well, <laughs> who wants to hear that? <laughs> yeah, who wants a doom and gloom prediction, right? That's right. No, you don't want a doom and gloom prediction. But, but the people like to be warned. They like to be warned about storms. They like to be warned mm-hmm. about things. Uh, but they don't want to be warned about this. Because this is called the midlife crisis. This is the time when the midlife crisis takes place. And what is the midlife crisis simply stated? It's the chaos of my childhood comes and literally takes over my personality. That's the midlife crisis right there. Oh, that is an interesting way to describe that, Larry. The, yeah, I, I, Paul, I call it program possession. Ah. It's literally the programs of your childhood are possessing you in your marriage. Ah. And when that happens, you really can't be married. You can't stay married because you can't stay intimate. You can't stay close. You can't have trust. You can't have enjoyment. All that disappears when the midlife crisis comes for you. Larry, you use a metaphor sometimes to share this with your clients and in the sense of this storm, a tornado, for example, which has different levels. Um, yes. Can you share yeah, that with uh, us? Um, so uh, I, I wrote this little uh, little article called uh, the, the Marriage Tornado. Uh-huh. And uh, the, it's an analogy uh, using the tornado. So at the top of the tornado, the widest part, the air moves very, very slow. And that's where you enter your marriage, at the top of the tornado. And you don't know anything's wrong because the air is moving slow. But as you stay in the marriage, as your chaos comes for you, the tornado starts to tighten and spin faster and faster. And by the time you get to the bottom of the tornado, it's ripping your family apart uh, in, in all kinds of dramatic and painful ways. Mm. Uh, because, but, but as you think of the tornado, it slowly tightens to the bottom, doesn't it? Right. As it keeps on spinning and picking up speed. And so that's what I titled that, The Marriage Tornado. And I wrote that specifically as a warning uh, to people who are falling in love and getting married, uh-huh. and I and I, that's what I, I, I was I was trying to create the marriage tornado re- report as a wake up call uh, for what is coming to you if you grow up in a chaos home. Yes. And it's not your fault that you grew up in a chaos home, but you really ought to know what's coming for you. You really ought to know that how that programs you. Yes, yeah, because the, uh, everything that happens to you, your brain is forming in those ten years. All the synaptic connections are forming in those 10 years. The science is very clear about it. And so once the synaptic connections form, if they form for abandonment, you're now loaded with abandonment. Mm. If, you're, if it's abused, you're loaded with abuse. If you're, it's neglect, you're loaded for neglect. And now right. when you get between 35 and 45, you're going to be an abandoner. You're going to be a neglector. You're going to be an abuser. And you're going to be literally possessed by the program, program possession. <laughs> It's not that you planned on doing that. It's no. just this is how, how you've been programmed See, through your experience. Yeah, and, and, and I'm saying this as, as a wake-up. You know, your whole show is about waking people up and raising their awareness. And, uh, and this is the problem in marriage. You, you enter with a belief that actually isn't true. The belief is uh, you, the way you are when I meet you is the way you're going to stay the rest of your life. Mm. There's nothing about that that's true. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> right, and so if you want to know your future, really, what you have to do is, uh, when you consider all your life success, what do you, what, how much do you credit to your mom and dad? And if a person can't answer that in three seconds, uh, you are in for trouble, uh-huh. because if a person can't answer the question, what do you credit to your mom and dad about your life success? If you have nothing to say that's good, 
that means you're now carrying chaos programming because you uh, can't answer that question. Ooh, that could sting a little, Larry. <laughs> yes, yes, it could. It really could. This uh, is, but, this hey, is but here, why your Paul, idea a, doesn't go viral immediately. That's right. right. That's why it doesn't go viral. Uh, it actually, what draws us together is matching childhood pain. So if, if uh, she was abandoned and he was abandoned, however the form of abandonment was, uh, you now carry abandonment energy in you. And the well, most amazing thing is through vibration, abandonment energy is just broadcasting. When you meet somebody, your abandoned energy meets her abandoned energy, and you're drawn together, and you're turned on. Mm-hmm. And the, the oxytocin and the dopamine and endorphins, they all are released, and you believe you're in love. And you believe yes. that's going to be forever. But that's not going to be forever. It's an attraction device. Why? Because when it brings the two abandonment people together, they're going to now face the explosion of abandonment. And that is their opportunity to learn and to transform through the pain of abandonment. That's why we're brought together. We're brought together so we can learn. I like the way you just worded that because it's not a death sentence. That's right. It's not a death sentence. For the relationship. But understanding it is going to be crucial and key to finding some solutions to that, which which we can do. Yes. If, 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 we, if you're aware enough to talk about it, like if the wife says, hey, uh, Bill, I have abandonment energy in me, so it takes two forms. I want to abandon you before you abandon me, or I want to monitor you and check you and watch you so that you don't abandon me. Those are the two forms. Hmm. Now, I have it, and you have it, and so we're suspicious and distrustful because of abandonment energy. And we want to leave each other because of abandonment energy. Now, isn't that good to know? Wow. See, now, if we have free, if we have free choice, we can now choose to not live that way. Ah, this is what puts people back into choice. Yes, that's what puts them into choice. Larry, I've said this so many times on the show, the listeners are going to recognize it until you see it as a choice. It's not. And this, that's right. this information actually puts you in a position of power. Yeah, yeah it absolutely does. Wow. Fantastic. Folks, this is Larry Bellotta at Live On Purpose Radio. We've queued some things up here, Larry, as we come back from the break. There's some other principles that we can get into. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R. DrPaulJenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And welcome back. Larry Bellotta at Live On Purpose Radio. Larry, I'm so glad you're with us here today. You are doing something that I love to do. You're illuminating the obvious. Uh, well, we like to think it's obvious, but it's not to people. It's not obvious. Well, obvious it's, things it's, are not always noticed. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's pretty invisible. Because it's programmed right in, and we get into these invisible... I think you refer to it as an invisible lifestyle. Yes, 
And uh, the reason I call it invisible lifestyle is because a lifestyle, the definition is a way of life or style of living that reflects the values of a person or group. So that is a value system that you value, protect, and want to defend at all costs. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk into your marriage, that's what you bring in. You bring an invisible, can't because you can't see it, a lifestyle, a value system. So the invisible lifestyle is unfortunately, it's invisible. And the more you can make it visible, the better off you'll be. And some of that is coming from this childhood chaos uh, that we talked about in the first half. That's right. So if we're talking about chaos kids, uh, what is the value system you value? Well, if your father was an angry man and little things made him angry, guess what you now have in you? A need to make little things make you angry. And Mm -hmm. sure enough... When a little bit thing happens, you get angry and you attack somebody just like your father did. That's an invisible lifestyle right there. Even if you've, you've vowed or promised yes. to yourself and others, I will not become that person. That's right. Which brings me to the invisible lifestyle A and B person. An A person and a B person. Okay. An A person stands for A stands for always. I always do what mom and dad always did. When you're an A person... You will just simply do what mom and dad did. You won't even think about it. It will just come naturally to you. You won't even think, no, no, no effort involved. But if you're a B person, that's called B for bucking, as in bucking bronco. You're trying to throw off the program, like the bucking bronco throws off the rider. And so the bucker is resisting consciously what I don't like. I'm not going to be like my father. That's how buckers talk. I'm never going to be like my mother. Right. right. I, you know, don't ever accuse me of being my mother. That's that's what buckers are like. They're very determined, very conscious, resistant people. They're very, very resistant of what they was of what was done to them. And that's really their only success formula is to resist the programming. Now, it's exhausting to be a bucker. So people listening to this, if you're a bucker, if you're a resistor of what you were programmed for, you've got to remember it's an exhausting life to be a bucker. Because internally, what happens is the program turns on and tells you to do something like mom and dad did it. And then you, as a bucker, are aware and awake. And so you go, I'm not going to do that. So your first resistance stops right there. I'm not going to do that. And then you turn away from there. And then you say, I'm going to do this instead. Well, that repeated over and over again, week after week after week, is exhausting. And so by the time you get to be 35, 45 years old, uh, you're, you're tired. You're tired of resisting. Because resistance is your way of life. It's like and you don't have the energy to sustain that anymore. You don't have the energy. Exactly right. In, in business, we'd call it the non-sustainable business model. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not sustainable. So that's what the – so A people just do what mom and dad always did. And B people uh, fight and resist what mom and dad always did. Right. Um, so, so now we know we have A people and B people. So an A person could marry a B person. An A person from a good home who does all these wonderful things that mom and dad did can marry a person who's resisting a troubled childhood. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, that will work for a while. It will work 5, 8, 10, 12 years, 15 years. Mm-hmm. As that bucker continues to resist and fight because that bucker is resisting and fighting and trying to be like the person raised in the good home that they married. Yeah, But then the bucker, bang. Between 35 and 45, they, they collapse, and ah. the personality transforms. And the, the person raised in the good home, who's literally programmed to be in a good, happy relationship, which mm. they were, to a chaos kid, <laughs> who uh-huh. collapsed under the weight of their chaos, 
of their childhood. And see, this is what, what who, who calls me? The, the purpose home people call me and they go, I can't believe it. My husband just turned into a monster. Mm. Yep. But because they couldn't be warned. They couldn't, they couldn't be awake. They couldn't be aware. They didn't know this personality transformation was coming because it was built into the, into the person. Mm. So that's invisible lifestyle. Okay. So the way, the way this translates into marriage, we've got all kinds of combinations now. Uh, a person from a troubled home can marry a person from a troubled home. Both of them can be buckers. They can both be resisting, and that will work for quite a while. But both of them will become exhausted, and both of them will ultimately collapse, and then their programs will take them over in program possession. And now the whole family is screwed, right? Uh. Be- because they don't know what to do. Which brings us to the next principle, the third principle, which is the principles against energy versus acceptance. And so uh, what we learned in Invisible Lifestyle Principle is that uh, we're essentially screwed from youth. <laughs> we're screwed from youth, right? That's the Invisible Lifestyle Principle. That's real positive, so, huh? Yeah, that's real positive. <laughs> you're screwed from youth. Um, so, so once you realize, uh, if you're set up to fail in your programming, that's the Invisible Lifestyle. You should be aware of that. Because you need to get to principle three, because that's really where your relief is. Your relief is getting away from the the programming you had and getting to this, the principle uh, three, which I call against energy versus acceptance. Oh, okay. I can kind of see where you're going to go with this. I had a comment just before we get into that, Larry. Um, as you're describing people from their invisible lifestyles and they come together and they can make it work. They're not faking this relationship. They have a good relationship. What you're saying is that these invisible lifestyles will affect the sustainability and the long-term projections for this relationship. So becoming aware of those patterns actually empowers us. Yes, and just think about this principle uh, of the invisible lifestyle principle. What if, before this collapse happens, what if we start to talk about the memories of our childhood. What did we talk about how I felt when my mother embarrassed me uh, in front of the family? What if we could talk about how my father demeaned me uh, when I was in a public setting? What if we could talk about those stories? Mm. Well, what's happening is now we're releasing that childhood energy into the air and giving relief now and understanding and compassion for each other. What if we could start that process before we get to the 35, 45 age range where the, all the explosions happen? Mm-hmm. Well, now we don't have all that pent-up pressure because we're releasing the stories, aren't we? Right. And that brings us to that, to that third principle of against energy versus acceptance. Yes. So that's, that's the first great thing that could happen. Start talking about your childhood stories. Uh, ultimately, that's what Marsha and I started to do. We started to talk about our childhood pain, the stories of our childhood pain, and uh-huh. reliving the memories and talking them through and expressing the feelings, and and uh, and that's what uh, actually uh, brought an end to the to the twenty seven years of hell. It, you don't have to fight against something that that you're accepting. That's right, and and that's why acceptance is the answer. Acceptance is the answer against is the problem. Remember, you remember the famous quote, what you resist persists? Remember that famous quote? Yes. Right? People don't really know how much power is in that statement. If you resist something, it is magnetic. If you're against something, it's going to stick to you. 
if you are against your spouse, your spouse is going to bring you more of whatever it is you're against. Mm. What you resist persists. If you resist your spouse's habits, the habits will continue. So wow. if, if now let's let's go let's go to the opposite of against. The opposite of against is acceptance. If you accept what's in your uh, in your in, in front of you, uh, you are now in acceptance energy. A total change of energy against energy is a destructive force, and acceptance is a creative force. You totally change the world you live in with acceptance. And, uh, and when I say acceptance, what I really mean is three words, acceptance, gratitude, and appreciation, in that order. When you accept what you used to be against, when you have gratitude for what you used to be against, and when you have appreciation for what you used to be against, you have now built a freedom within you that's going to change what happens to your life. This is, a, this is tricky, Larry, because some of those things feel unacceptable. They, because if you're in against energy, against energy hates acceptance, gratitude, and appreciation. I think, I think it might clarify also if you could share with us your take on energy, because you keep throwing that in. Acceptance yes. energy, against energy. What is this energy thing? So what is energy? Energy is what you think, imagine, and feel. And what you think, imagine, and feel, this is what yeah. you do to literally manufacture what energy is. So when you think of an idea, like um, my wife is kind, she's uh, loving, and she's uh, intelligent. Yeah. When I just said that, I just made this an appreciation statement. I, I really answered the appreciation question, which is, what do I love about you? Mm-hmm. When you're focused on what do I love about you, you are literally way far away from against energy. And you're changing the energy that's being broadcast from you to her. And now there's a vibe that she feels. He's yes. thinking about me in a really good way. I feel good. I don't know why. Why? Because you're thinking the energy that you're creating. Then you imagine this is a, now a picture now. So you have a thought. Now you imagine this is a second kind of creation of energy. When you imagine a happy scene between the two of you, you are now creating a second kind of energy. Right? So you think, yes. imagine, and then you feel. Now you will have an emotional feeling. I feel happy as I picture the two of us uh, when we walked out of, uh, of, the, of the courthouse together. Uh, or when we had that, that little uh, coffee thing on the deck overlooking the lake. You know, that's, uh, that's feeling. So when I think, I imagine, and I feel, I am generating energy, lots and lots of it. And it's what the world calls good vibrations, which everyone knows about but doesn't know how to control. But uh-huh. you control the vibration by what you think, imagine, and feel. Yes. So, so that gets us out of the against energy world and into the world of acceptance. It's, it's what we think, imagine, and feel. And we get to do that on purpose by choice. Yes. You, because now, when you're, when you're in against energy, you don't have choice. You're governed by against energy. It's literally a governor that's controlling you. It takes over. It'll take you over and there's nothing you can do. So uh, I call people in against energy pinballs because they are bouncing off external stimuli looking for something that makes them feel good. And that's a real sad way to live. That's not choice. That feels like life pushing me around. Yes, absolutely. Uh, It it does push you around. 
because there's nothing you can do. But when you enter the world of acceptance and gratitude and appreciation by thinking, imagining, and feeling acceptance, gratitude, and appreciation, you're going to start to generate a really good energy. But your against energy is going to be jealously trying to grab you back and drag you into the against world. And so that's why a, a positive support system of some kind is really, really help you to, to helpful to keep you alive and keep you living in that acceptance, gratitude, appreciation system. Uh, uh, so because of this invisible lifestyle that came from the chaos kids principle, it, it's, it's almost like that against energy is a bad tenant. You're trying yes. to evict it. It doesn't want to leave. It was here first. And, and so uh, what are we talking about when we're talking about against energy? We're talking about the little voice inside your head. And everybody knows about the little voice inside their head. Mm-hmm. And so it's the little voice inside your head that's determined to keep you in against energy. And so that's really what the competition is. Uh, can I live freely in acceptance, gratitude, appreciation? Not if you don't know what you're doing, because your little voice inside your head will drag you back to against energy and make you a prisoner once again. Ah. And uh, you won't be able to keep a family together because against energy doesn't allow that. But it's two worlds. It's definitely two worlds. You know what, Larry, what I think you've done for us here today, you've brought something to our awareness. Uh, I, I really like to think about these principles as being so empowering when we, when we come to understand what it is that's, that's driving us. You know, and you've shared these three principles with us today that raise our awareness. Until we see it as a choice, it's not. And your contribution here is to to bring that to our awareness, because now we can be in a position of choice. I think that's Yeah, and when we, we, you know, Paul, when we contrast these three, chaos, kids, invisible lifestyle, against energy versus acceptance, Mm -hmm. when we look at those three, those are, uh, uh, those are knowledge. You now know something. What happened when you entered your marriage? You knew nothing. What did you know? You knew a lie. The lie is how I feel now is how I'll feel always. And how he treats me now, she treats me now, is how she'll treat me always. That's Mm. a lie. There's nothing true about that. Right. What's going to happen is you're going to, the wife is going to treat her husband the way her mother treated her father when she was a kid. What's Mm. true is the the man is going to treat his wife the way his father treated his mother when he was a kid. That's the truth. Now, mm. nobody likes that idea because it doesn't indicate free choice. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but it's that's just what's going to happen if you know nothing. <laughs> if you know nothing, that's what's going to happen. Uh, and we come by it honestly. <laughs> it can be changed by choice and on purpose. And that's, yes. I think, If the you start message. applying the principles, yeah, because now right. you start applying the principles, talking about uh, the principles, right. and, uh, and actually doing something about these principles, uh, you're going to start to wake up and start to, you know, avoid the train wreck that's coming. Yes. Especially if either of you, just one of you has to be married, uh, raised in a chaos home for this collapse to happen. There's, there's always hope. Larry, you've graciously offered some resources. We'll put those in the description of this episode, folks. Uh, the Chaos to Purpose Scale, you mentioned that one, and also the uh, Marriage Tornado. Um, helpful idea to, to give some ideas about what's coming. So we'll, we'll include those links here. How else can people find you, Larry? Where do they, where do they go if they um, want more uh, of this? My, my general site is uh, youcansavethismarriage.com. Oh, perfect. And, uh, and also, if you go onto YouTube and enter Larry Bellotta, you'll find a lot of my videos pop up. 
um, I got a, a lot of videos on many subjects of uh, regarding marriage. Wonderful. There is hope. It comes with knowledge and the power that comes through principle. Larry, thank you so much for joining us thanks, at Love Purpose Radio today. This is great. This is great. Thanks, thanks for, uh, for having me. You made it very easy. <laughs> what an honor and pleasure. Folks, you've heard it now from the expert, Larry Bellotta. It's time now to go live on purpose. <laughs>